This is the Power Producers Podcast, where we are refining and redefining the sales game. Rule number one is you have to believe in yourself. You're the only one who doesn't think you belong in this appointment. The prospect has already validated your existence by scheduling time with you. Get it through your head you belong here. Go in there, crush it, and close the deal. A place where sales professionals can come to learn from other sales professionals and thought leaders that have mastered their craft. The difference between a good salesperson and a best-in-class salesperson is only two minutes. By spending an extra two minutes on what you might think is a mundane task in the sales game, you separate yourselves from the pack, you grow your book of business, you close more deals, and you retain your accounts. As well as their peers who are still striving for perfection to achieve their why. I have a wife and four kids. Failure is not an option. Real sales professionals. Real stories. Real results. It's no different than being a professional baseball player. You can't be a one-trick pony. You have to be a five-tool player in order to succeed in this game. This is the Power Producers Podcast. Production redefined. Are you ready to feel the power? Hey folks, James Jenkins here, and this is not just an episode of the Agency Freedom Podcast like it might normally be. It's also an episode of the Power Producers Podcast. And Brandon, what's the name of your podcast? Dream Again. Dream Again. So I'm here in Tampa, Florida. We just wrapped up Innovation 21, uh, the conference for IAOA, the Insurance Agency Owners Alliance. And I'm sure we'll get into some of the reflections from that. But the main reason that David and Brandon and I are gathered here today is to share about uh, the release of Brandon's book, uh, Let's Go, as well as his producer development program that was recently uh, brought to market. So uh, I'll let my co-host here introduce themselves and we'll jump straight into uh, the content. David, you want to go first? What What do you want me to say? For those of you that are not listening on the Power Producers podcast, I'd love to know who you are and uh, you know just a quick intro. Yeah, cool. So I'm David, and I'm an agency owner here in Tampa, Florida. Independent, have been for five or six years now, and we focus primarily on middle market commercial insurance. I'm Brandon Smith, uh, Missoula, Montana. Uh, I have an agency that actually we've got very diverse uh, agency from personal lines, small commercial. Uh, to churches and ministries, insure nearly a thousand churches throughout Montana, North Dakota, and Wyoming, and then uh, I've got financial planning and life health Medicare. So a little bit of a jack of all trades, and uh, awesome. yeah, pumped to be here. Great conference. Well, for those of you that are listening that are not on Agency Freedom, I'm James Jenkins from McKinney, Texas, uh, co-founder or not co-founder. What is that? No, I'm you are talk- the co-founder, sir. My, Your my, wife is my a wife co-founder is, with you. Thank yeah. you. I, I thought I was making a mistake, but I'm actually speaking accurately. Uh, Riskwell is the name of our shop. We're a commercial-focused uh, agency and do a lot of re- real estate investor stuff. Now, I'm going to take my host hat off because all three of the people on this show have their own podcast, and I'm not in charge of anything. So this is going to be a free-flowing conversation about Brandon and what he's got going on, and David and I are happy to support our friends. So uh, Brandon, why don't you just kick us off with, with the book? Um, what What is the, the motivation for doing a book and, and what do you hope to achieve with that? Yeah, no, thank you. Uh, you know, the last couple of years have been a whirlwind for all of us. The world has just been flipped upside down and we've had to adjust. We've had to change. We've had to adapt. And, you know, everybody I talk to seems to have entered the insurance industry for three reasons. One, they were either born into it. It's a family agency. Or two, 
earning capacity or three lifestyle. Yet we're busier than we've ever been before and we're still not satisfied with the results. And so the way I see it, the only way to fix that, to get the lifestyle you've always dreamt of and be content and satisfied with the results is to get your calendar dialed in, get your schedule dialed in. And we all know all the studies, like if you want to achieve your goals, you got to write it down, put it on paper. And so I, I believe the same to be true with your calendar, putting it on paper before the week begins, really having a plan that you stick to, being intentional with every minute of your day. And, uh, uh, you know, I think when you do that, you really learn a lot about what's most important to you. And those are the things that are in front of you. And, you know, one of the biggest things I've learned is that life balance isn't just a 50-50 split. It's not trying to cut the pie in all the right proportions in the right way. And, you know, I'm at home now and I'm with the kids, so I can't check my phone or check my email. Like, no, that, that doesn't work. That'll frustrate you. Time management life balance is about being 100% present. Whatever's in front of you should be the most important thing at that time. And if that's your family, it better be your family. If it's work, it better be your work. If it's that client, it better be that client. And we get so wrapped up and lost in pulling out our phone and scrolling. Like, I don't know how many times I'm talking to my kids while I'm scrolling Facebook on my phone saying, uh-huh, yep, uh-huh, yep, sure, yeah, go go ask your mom. Like, And then we wonder, like, what are the kids doing? Why do they have the, the ladder out, climbing up on the shed, jumping off the trampoline? And they're like, uh, Dad, we asked you 20 minutes ago. But, and so we've got to just get back to what is most important and focus all of our time and energy on that. And I think it just comes back to intentional living. So over the last year, I thought, gosh, how do we fix this uh, for so many agency owners? And that's why I ventured out on putting together what it's called the 2022 Producer Planner. Uh, it's year one. I, I think there's a lot of areas to improve and make it better, but really excited for what we've rolled out, what's coming. Um, because my goal is to help producers get back their time and focus on what's most important. Well, I think it's pretty clear why the kids are jumping off the ladder. It's because they're watching so much Dude Perfect on YouTube, right? My my kids love Dude Perfect. Yeah, every time. It, it's funny because probably the number one question that I get more than anything else is, how in the world do you have time to do everything? Absolutely. You and I am a calendar Nazi, period. Um, I don't. I don't necessarily use the written version anymore, but I was a Franklin Covey guy, Franklin planner for a long time. Uh, but if you look at my calendar, every minute of my day is scheduled in Outlook. And I, and I tell people, I'm like Ron Burgundy with the teleprompter. Whatever my calendar says is exactly what I'm going to do. So it's, um, you know, it, it, I think that's the secret. It's not that I have more time in my day. It's that I have the time that is in my day allocated you're, and intentionally you're intentional. spent. You know, I, I, in my calendar, a couple things that I think really make a huge difference. And I, I could pull it up here and show you right now. Monday through Thursday in my calendar, I have, I put what time I'm going to bed. Cause I've learned that if it's in the calendar, I'm going to live by it and I'm going to do it. And by going to bed at 10 PM, sets me up for success at 6 a.m. the next day rather than trying to roll out of bed at 7.30 and groggy and not get anything done until 9 o'clock. So putting what time I'm going to bed in the calendar before the week, looking out, looking at the week and the logistics and schedule has been key. But I love the quote by Zig Ziglar where he says, if you aim at nothing, you'll hit it every time. And I think that's not just about our goals and business. That's also about our time. If we aren't disciplined with our time and have a goal, we are going to miss the target. And so I took it in, in the book, in the planner, I took the acronym, uh, created an acronym for AIM, A-I-M, 
It's and each day I start my day by aiming. What what do I need to aim at today? What do I need to accomplish? Where do I need to take initiative? And what messages do I have to get back to? Text, Facebook Messenger, email, what are the most pressing? And that gives me the outline of, hey, here, here's the big things. Here's the important things where I, I have to accomplish these today. I need to take initiative here because that client just isn't getting back to me or that underwriter, I've got to be proactive and do the heavy lifting or these messages are pressing and I need to get back to them. And so when I do that, that sets the table for getting those hard challenges, obstacles, those time-consuming things done out of the day very first so that the rest of your day you don't have that weighing over you. Now, I learned something interesting about you, Brandon, back in April when we were in Phoenix for the Better Agency Conference, uh, the Users Conference. Uh, you shared that you consolidate all of your outside meetings on Thursdays, which I thought was very interesting that if someone wants to meet with you, they only have the option of meeting with you on Thursday because you're not available the other four days of the week. You, you want to talk about what yeah, that's been like for yeah. you? I've been very strategic in, in my week and, and kind of had some fun with naming it. So we'll start at the beginning. Mondays, Mondays are for marketing. That's the day I spend focusing on marketing tasks. That, that could be from writing content for posts, blogs, podcast recording, anything that we're doing marketing, I schedule on a Monday and I block schedule Mondays for marketing. Tuesday's all about technology, what we're doing with automation, different campaigns with our different companies, different departments of the agencies. Tuesday's just devoted to our tech deck. Uh, Wednesday, that's the day where we're doing the work, the heavy lifting, the things I'm responsible for that I need to bring to the office that people are relying on me to show up with. Thursdays is my think tank. Those are meetings from early until late. Uh, every Thursday morning, my very first meeting is with one of my kids. Uh, they know that they are important and they matter and they are the first meeting where I'll take one of them. We'll go grab coffee. We'll take 45 minutes just to talk life, school, family, parenting, whatever's important to them, but then meetings all day Thursday. And initially I really struggled with that, James, because I'd go to bed on Thursday nights and be like, I got nothing accomplished today. I just had five coffee appointments and a lunch appointment and meetings with my team. But that's what sets the table for everything else that needs to be done all the other days. Like how many times do we leave our office to go to a lunch appointment and we got to leave 30 minutes early because of traffic. And then we get there and there's a delay with the food. And then on the way out, we see somebody in the community. And then when we get back to the office, it's walking down the hall and seeing our team and guy telling a joke. And did you see this video on YouTube? And then we get back to our office and two and a half hours is lost because we went to a lunch appointment and we do that every single day. That's 10 to 15 hours a week of productivity that is gone. And so I do it with, with my friends, my family, with my clients, my team. Thursdays are my day for meetings. And it may, it may appear that I'm booked three, four weeks out. The truth is I am only have three days of meetings in the next three or four weeks out. And I've, I've just had to become disciplined. And, hey, when we meet Thursdays, Friday's all for fun and finishing the work that needs to be accomplished uh, in order to call the week a success, to make it feel like a win before we go into the weekend. So uh, I try to spend Friday afternoons working on projects that are fun for me. Uh, I enjoy, um, you know, that's where I'll scroll social media. I'll be intentional about my social media time so that uh, here's where I engage, here's where I learn, here's where I communicate in groups rather than just getting sucked in and scroll throughout the week. I put in my calendar social media engagement and try to make that key. And then Saturdays are for the Smiths, that, you know, family time. You know, I'd imagine very similar to the Jenkins and Carruthers. You're spending time with your family and that, that's, and then Sunday is the Sabbath. Uh, I believe in taking a day of just rest, relaxation, whether we 
are watching football, going out to lunch, going to church, something as, as a family, but just a day to relax and refresh and make sure that we're dialed in for the week ahead. Now, David, I look at you and I, I gotta be honest. I, I see all the things that you're into. You've got a book, you've got killing commercial, you are traveling to speak at big eye events in two different States. You know, you were a, a keynote speaker here at innovation. It's so easy for me as someone who's still relatively new at, at all of this agency principle stuff. I'm not yet a speaker on stage like you are. I'm not yet an author. It, it's really hard for me to understand how does David Carruthers get all of that stuff in to his calendar? How do you prioritize the, the very, very different things that you're involved in and still make time for the things that are personally important to you, of course, your your family and, and your faith and your your charitable giving and whatnot. Yeah, I mean, truthfully, work hours are eight to six, period, right? So I schedule everything in that eight to six range, but when it's time to go home, it's time to go home. There is no mix with family and work. There is no, hey, let me sneak into the home office. Very rarely do I even check my email for work when I'm with the family and everything. So it's, um, for me, it's just the commitment of saying, look, these are what my priorities are and my priorities deserve every ounce of my attention. Just like when, when work is my priority during the day, Josh Gurley had a great line that he used in his presentation at Innovation yesterday that said, cheat on your job, your family deserves it, right? Yeah. And I think that so many of us get caught up in all of this stuff that family, sadly, is what lacks. But the other difference is, you know, there's a big difference between being an agency principal that has to produce in, or, you know, or wants to spend their time producing versus running their business, Right. So I have a lot of time free because I'm not out doing the revenue-bearing activities. I'm supporting them. I'm supporting my producers in any way that I can in getting revenue across the finish line. But I'm not stuck in the weeds every day. You know, my agency could run without me as long as it had to. It could probably run in perpetuity without me at this point. So I've made myself irrelevant in the agency so that I can go do other things that I enjoy doing and that I know help other people. No, that's great. I've heard it said, um, time management, you know, people have that, that phrase, oh, I need to get better at time management. I I myself have said that more than a few times. I I try not to say that anymore because, uh, it's probably Zig Ziglar. I think he said something along the lines of you don't manage time. Time manages you. Uh, that is the great equalizer. You know, the three of us are in three different parts of the country. Montana, Texas, Florida, our teams look very different. Uh, Our tenure, our day-to-day activities look very different. The one thing that we all have in common is I have 168 hours in the next seven days to live however I choose, eating, sleeping, being with family, work, and whatever. I mean... Well, the the whole time is money money thing makes me ask the question, how are you budgeting your time? If if it really is, if we really believe time is money, how how are we going to spend it? And I mean, everything Dave just said about going home and being with his family, that's, he gets done what he gets done in a week. I get done what I get done in a week because intentional. It it really is simple. Like this whole journey for me two years ago started with trying to simplify my life. Like, but when I find out what's most important, it makes it easy to know what I'm going to say no to. 
Because when I'm saying yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. And every time you're saying no to another business meeting, another appointment, another client, or every time you're saying yes to that, you're saying no to your family, essentially is what Josh Gurley said yesterday. And and so it all comes back to intentional living. You know, I, I don't know if there's any data behind this. It's purely speculation on my point. But as I look around, and you guys tell me if you're wrong, the majority of the agency owners, the business owners in this space that are thriving and doing well in terms of lifestyle contentment are the guys that are living intentionally in the day-to-day. I think of guys like Billy Wagner, who is crushing it in life, and he is so content in his life, and his lifestyle with his family and his kids right now is what we all dreamt of coming into the industry. You know, There's multiple guys like that, and I think there's a direct correlation to just learning how to manage your time, learning to say no is really what sets the table for success. Yeah, I mean, the work-life balance thing is huge. And I mean, it only helps your performance when you are at work, right? If I don't have the time with my family, I don't have the time to get the the rest and relaxation and all of that, I'm not going to be the best version of myself when I get to work. And, you know, I also look at a lot of the things with the intentionality piece with it's a direct correlation to production, right, in the agency, which is basically what Brandon's book is about, is being intentional so that you can be a better producer. If, if you think about what his example was and how quickly you can lose two and a half or three hours out of your day, it's crazy, right? So even with our process, which you know is to go out and cold call and do marketing drops on businesses, but I also expect them to make 100 phone calls a week right? So how do they do that? Well, guess what? Sometimes they're making the phone calls in the car on the way to the appointment so that they're maximizing their time there too. And I think that until you get stuff written out and you, and you plot what your day looks like to understand, wait a minute, I can't have all these appointments and still be in the office early to make calls and then stay late to make calls because now I'm cheating my family. Right. You have to say, you know what? My drive time is like 30 minutes to get to this place. I could probably knock out half my morning calls on the way there and the other half on my way to lunch and then do the afternoon the same way, you know, but I, you have to guide people to that, right? The average person's not going to think right. that way. Well, let, let me take this away from, Hey, you, you know, James, your question is like, Hey, you, you guys are traveling, speaking business families. Let, let's, let's throw that all aside for a minute. Let's just talk about the producer. Yeah. A producer who's not traveling, who's not on stage, who's not speaking, who's trying to run his business in, in my planner on my, Right at the beginning, page six, I have an example, and it's it's a real example of our one of our personal lines producers, his weekly calendar. Uh, I'm a big fan of block scheduling. I block out my days based on topics or themes, but our producers are blocking out their schedule based on different tasks. And now, th- there's a statistic out there from, I believe it's the, the Institute of Insurance Information, that in the personal line space right now, that a, a really good, a, a great producer is generating roughly $3,500 to $4,000 a month in revenue. They're paying for themselves, paying the bills, they're making money, your book's growing, it's, it's, it, it's good. A great producer, a phenomenal producer, is anyone who's generating more than $5,000 a month in personal lines space. Uh, kind of the, the real thing, and those are probably the top 10%. Th- those guys are dynamic. Well, we got a guy on our team, Stephen Resset, who is a host of our, or is a co-host on our podcast. Uh, Stephen's a personal lines producer, uh, he works 32, 35 hours a week, and in 2021, 
he is averaging just under $11,000 a month in revenue. Now, there, there's a whole lot as to... In personal lines, personal lines in Montana. In Montana. And so... That's incredible. Yes, we've got a whole lot of other things going where leads are coming in and processes and, and all of that. But the point is, you know, and, and with hundreds of leads re- would require hundreds of hours of follow-up and time throughout the year. But just the schedule. So I'm a big fan in, hey, Monday... You're going and doing your appointments. And this is all broken down in the planner. But his calendar, he's got blocks of time where he does his appointments. He's got blocks of time where he's doing his quoting. Blocks of time where he's sending out the proposals. Blocks of time where he's following up with the proposals. He's batching all of those tasks. Because what happens is the lunch analogy I used on about us as business owners is the same with our producer. They're working on a quote. Their phone rings. They answer it. Well, they're on the phone and have that conversation. They see a notification from Outlook about an email that pops up. So they open up their email and they're scanning that while they're on the phone. They get off the phone. They have to realize they have to respond to this email because it's a pressing issue. And then they get a notification on their phone that they've been tagged in a, a post on Facebook. And they look at that and then they start scrolling and sucked into a video on YouTube. And now they're watching a video about how to milk a camel. Like, no, their job was to get that quote done 45 minutes ago. And that happens to them. Every day, all day. So when we are learned to say, no, hey, this time right now is focused for quoting. I've got to get these 15 quotes completed. Done. This time is for sending them out. Done. This time is calling those 15 people to follow up on the quotes I sent. Done. And Stephen has proven in his calendar that he's a 28-year-old kid who's who's living the lifestyle and very successful um, because he's living intentionally. So just so I'm clear about your book, because... I'm shamelessly stating that the reason for this episode was to make sure people know what you've got going on and, and what the the planner is. And I shouldn't call it a book. It is it's a planner. It's not a book. You're not just reading it. You're engaging Correct. with it on a daily basis. the The purpose of this is for the producer. It's not for the agency principal. Am I understanding that uh, right? Yes, it's for your producers, for your team to dial in to work intentionally, so that you and them are getting the results they want and living the lifestyle you dreamt of. So how is this planner different from other things that are already out in the marketplace? I know you had said in a previous conversation offline that you were drawing some of your inspiration uh, from the full focus planner, which many people are familiar with in a conceptual way, maybe yeah. not you know, in their actual personal activity. How is your planner different from what's already out there? I try to dial it in and make it fit our industry, niche, niche specific. It, this is for insurance producers. Uh, so a couple of different features of it are one, um, I wanted to create a directory of qualified personal lines, commercial lines, producers that are across America. So when you, you have a, a client, James, who's in Texas and they're moving to Florida and you're like, ah, shoot, who can I refer them to? You don't go on to just a random, you know, do a random Facebook post and be like, Hey, do I have any friends who write insurance in Florida? And then you get, you know, Magoo who says, I'm licensed there. And then you look him up and find out he lives in Nevada, but he's licensed there. Like, he's not going to be able to serve your client with the same expectations you have in your agency. So I went out and vetted 52 different agents. And uh, between the 50 states, Washington, D.C., and Canada, came up with 52. And guess what? There's 52 weeks in a year. So each week throughout the planner, I'm highlighting a, a quote, a testimonial piece of inspiration from an agent that may just that their advice might be just what you need to get through that week. It might be what just motivates you to p- make that phone call. It might 
It might change your perception on hiring or how you handle retention processes. Uh, so 15 or 52 different agency owners speaking into your life throughout the year. And then have the directory in the back where, hey, you got a client moving from Wisconsin to California. You don't know who to send them to. There's somebody that I've personally vetted. I know that will treat your client the way I would want Brandon Smith's client to be handled. Uh, so that's in there. Uh, quarterly goal setting. Uh, really like dialing in, hey, what's important? When you know your quarterly goals, that allows you to focus on, hey, your Monday through Friday and, you know, week 32 out of 50, out of 52 should align with your quarterly goals. Uh, because you say this is most important, but your actions aren't aren't showing that. So, you know, it's don't get rid of Outlook. You know, I love what Carruthers does where he's got everything in there. Like, yes, I still use Outlook, but I'm blocking out schedules of time that are broader than Outlook. Because, um, yeah, you know, I've heard people just this week say, oh, I liked your planner. I don't know if I'm going to get one because, you know, I use Outlook. Okay, that's fine. But I guarantee you, Outlook's not giving you the results you're looking for. So I'm trying to help create a tool that helps you think differently and look on, on a broader scale uh, so that you are able to get those results. Because if we keep doing what we've always done, guess what, James? We're going to keep getting what we've always got. And for the record, I did buy Brandon's planner. So I'm looking to migrate out of Outlook and I'll use that for this year to figure out where the leaks are. Because again, to his point, it's big blocks of time that I'm blocking out. But I think that that's where you get lost, man. If I block out two hours for quoting or two hours for marketing or whatever else, now what am I intentionally doing inside of that two hours? That's where you lose it. Anybody can block the two hour block, but to take that two hours and break it down to say, I need to get X, Y, Z done. And let, let's face it, I talk about this all the time. I don't care if you're a personal lines producer, commercial lines producer. I don't care what you're selling, quite frankly. The, the fact of the matter is, if you don't have the behaviors, you're never going to get the results. And so many agency principals are worried about revenue. They're worried about revenue. That's it. But they don't take, the, and when the, the producer doesn't hit their goal, what do they do? They're irritated. They're upset about it. But they haven't monitored that that producer is actually conducting the behaviors they need to have to hit the goal. That's why every single producer who starts with me, the very first thing they do is write a business plan. I don't want to know what you're going to do. I want to know how you're going to do it. Show me that you have the ability to take the end of the year number that you want to hit. And I let them pick it and then break it down into here's what I need to do each month, each week, each day, and specifically define what those activities look like, average account size, who's your ideal prospect, all of that stuff, because if they can do that, then they're going to hit their number. I've never had anybody that did the business plan the right way, that defined the daily behaviors, and then held themselves accountable to checking off the box every day that the behaviors are done that doesn't hit their goal. This is not like some earth-shattering concept that we're talking about. I was working in food service management back in uh, 2011, and Marvin Grand, this crazy mad scientist-looking guy who'd been in contract food service for like 35 years, one of the things that he said, gosh, like 10 times every day was, well, James, you have to inspect what you expect. And golly, if that didn't stick in my head like nothing else, and, and how many times am I personally guilty of being on cruise control with monitoring the activity, the leading indicators from my producer, what we call it at our office, a risk advisor. I'm looking at the trailing indicators. I'm looking at uh, premium volume. I'm looking at revenue. At the end of the month, I'm looking at P&L. But how much time am I spending as the agency principal 
on the leading indicators of what is the activity of my producer. How many calls are they making? How many appointments with channel partners are they scheduling and then keeping? What sort of follow-up are they engaging in? To your point, if the agency producer or principal, excuse me, is not actively involved in the process, and believe me, I am speaking just as much for myself as anyone listening to this, we really can't fault the producer if their outcomes are not what we want them to be if we haven't invested in them and positioned them for success with built-in accountability. So uh, what, what practically speaking, Brandon, is, uh, is this planner going to put in front of the producer? Uh, how is this going to help the agency principals out there uh, provide more structure, provide more opportunities for, for positive action. The goal is to change behavior so that you have an, you're have you intentionally living. I mean, that that is the goal. And so I haven't seen a planner that's designed to help you set up your tasks based on, you know, batching different tasks and blocking out timeframes. They're all very, you know, to-do list type planners. And so... Uh, I'm struggling here to answer that question because to me, it's so simple. It's I'm trying to help change the lifestyle, intentional living. So when you put it on paper, when you see it, when you're looking at it every day, yeah, I can't, I can't do anything with the personal discipline part. That, you're, that, they're either going to do it or right, they're not. That's right? on the individual. So I'm trying yeah. to give you a roadmap, give you a game plan to get the results you want. I mean, as Carruthers was saying, like if you want to hit a hundred thousand, you know, in revenue a year, you know, that's $8,333 a month. That's yep. what, what's your average, you know, revenue per policy. What are you doing? How many, you know, closing ratio, how many calls is that and breaking down? And then all you know is that, Hey, I need to make 15 outbound sales calls a day. And if you do that, that's not fun. It's not flashy. It's not sexy. It's it, but you do the hard thing. You do discipline in the small areas over 365 days. You'll have the results you want. It all comes back to discipline. And the only way to have discipline is intentional living. But let, let me throw this in there. I think it's a flip side. I think we can become so legalistic in our calendars yeah. and be like, no, no, that, no, I'm not meeting with you. It's not Thursday. Like we've got to schedule time for margin. Re, let, put margin in your schedule. I have my ideal calendar. Guess how many times I've hit it? Not a single time because life happens. Emergencies happen. Things come up with your kids, your wives, your family, your business. You have to be able to adapt and adjust. So you have to schedule time for margin. So my goal is to hit my calendar. If, I, if I'm 75%, it was a great week. It was a really good week. And I try to schedule my dentist appointment on a Thursday. And if he's booked, I'll do it on a Tuesday. My goal is for the best life possible for Brandon Smith and his family. This is how we're scheduling our week. But sometimes we got to adapt and just, and you can't become so legalistic with your calendar because guess what? The opposite happens. You now paralyze yourself and can't get anything done or enjoy life because you're bound by, oh, I put it on paper. I guess I can't. No, this is just a tool to help you get to somewhere you haven't been before. Well, and the thing too, with the business planning piece of it, which becomes the backbone for how people are going to back into this. You, you only have to do it once. Like you only have to go through the whole business plan one time and, and do it from the very beginning to the very end. And every year after that, it's just going to be minor tweaks to the plan that you already created. Maybe now that you've been in the business for five years, your average revenue per account is bigger. So you don't have to write as many, but it's diff more difficult to get in front of them. So you have to call more people or, or cold call more people in person to get to those numbers. You make those tweaks, but it's not like you're going to have an hours long process of having to plan all of this stuff just to, to, to get going for the next year. 
you change the couple of things you need to tweak, and then you're moving on about your business. And it's really all about the accountability to yourself. That That's what I like about having a physical planner is if your page is blank, there's nobody to blame but yourself, right? I mean, it's not it's not hard. I could not agree more, man. Like, like Brandon said, it's really up to the individual to put in the hard, unsexy, grunt work in the middle of the machine to make the outputs that we want happen. Well, you, you know, your quote from when you were in the food service industry, I've got one of those quotes that's in my head every day, and it was from growing up from my dad. And it was, Brandon, you deserve what you tolerate. And that's so true in so many areas of life. Like, if you tolerate average, if you tolerate status quo, if you tolerate just winging your schedule, winging your day, just waking up and be like, oh, we'll see what happens today, you deserve the results. And so I'm not good with that anymore. I want to enjoy life and enjoy my, my kids, what we've worked so hard to build that hey, I'm going to be intentional with my time. And it's not just that calendar Monday through Friday. It's intentionally scheduling vacation time and intentionally scheduling downtime. I know, I know Carruthers well enough. He's the same way. He's taking off to Disney World tomorrow with, with his family and hanging out. Guess what? That's in his calendar. It's not just a, hey, oh, I don't know. What do you want to do? Go to Disney World? No, you have to be an intentional and take action. And it's something that was in his calendar and that was planned before today. And so we try to do the same thing with our vacations, with our traveling, like, you need downtime. You need to rejuvenate, relax, just breathe, especially in this industry. Yeah. It, it's it's it, a grind, it's a, man. it's a rat race. The machine never stops. The hamster wheel doesn't stop spinning. It's go, 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 go. Yep. And the only way to keep up and keep going is to have a bye week. So for the agency principal that is recognizing that they need work here, that they're sitting there going, you know what? I'm going to buy that planner. I, I, I'm going to take action. I'm going to help my producer you know, put the put their hands on the handlebars of that bicycle and steer it in the right direction in 22. Uh, what is what does that look like? How do they get started in helping that producer be successful? Because a lot of people, the the hardest step is the first one of making that positive choice. How do we get rolling in the right direction for someone who's taking no action right now? What's the best first step? I've tried to simplify it and make it as easy as possible. The, the first step, and maybe it is the hardest step, is pulling up your browser, going to www.producerdp.com forward slash 2022 and ordering your planner. Because when you get the planner, you also online are getting video content where I break down time management, life balance, and take these tools and apply them to our industry. And I give you screenshots. I share with you my calendar, my producer's calendar, and talk through the why behind block scheduling, the, the why you should do this and the benefits and, and all the studies, the results and really get tactical. So you're not just getting the planner, you're getting the video content as well. Uh, very, very simple. Producerdp.com forward slash 2022. Uh, They're shipping here in the next few weeks. So you'll be able to dial in and prepare for the new year before it gets here. And so you will have no excuse to not achieve the lifestyle you want and get done what's most important to you in 2022. It doesn't get much more simple than that. No. David, you, you, you ordered the planner. And from what I've seen from you, you already operate at such a high level. And, and Kyle and other people in your office, it's very impressive what they've already achieved. For someone who maybe already has some success in their office, as you obviously do, what are you going to do to implement uh, with that planner to, to take your current performance and even elevate from where you are at already operating at a fairly high level almost daily? 
Yeah, I mean, I think the reason I ordered it, or I know the reason why I ordered it, was so that I could review it first and figure out how I'm going to implement it for all of my producers, period. And so for me, number one, anything that happens in any of my dealings is done by example, right? So if I'm going to expect that of them, they're going to see that I'm doing it myself first. I've always been that way. But I think the other thing is to get people started and and specifically from the agency principal seat, we got to do a really good job of clearly defining what our expectations are. You know, I've got a problem a lot of times. It's something that I consciously have to work on where I just think people know what I really want out of them. And I don't do a good job of saying, hey, here's what I and I'm a direct person. So it would be as simple as, hey, this is what I really want out of you. I don't take the time to do that as much as I should, you know, and I think for me going into 2022, unless I can consciously say I have clearly defined every expectation for everybody on my team that I'm setting them up for failure. I think that's very key. Communicating our expectations. Like I would be a terrible coach. I'd be like Bobby Knight because it's easier for me to do it than to. I'd get volatile because I'm a terrible coach. It's just, it's it's no brainer. Just do it. And so learning how to, are you a chair thrower, Brandon? I'm I'm a chair thrower. Do you know you don't know this? Uh, I played basketball in college and uh, at Southwestern University down there in Texas, hmm. and we played against Bobby Knight and the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Hmm, no the kidding. season he threw the chair. Oh gosh. wow! Yeah. So anyway, totally irrelevant and just. No, sorry. I just you said that, and I imagine you just but, picking up a chair and chucking but it. But it's hard because we don't communicate our expectations, and then we get frustrated when people don't measure up to our expectations. And it's like, why aren't you doing it? Well, the truth is, I didn't tell you what to do. Uh, and, and so, I, again, I think you know. And Carruthers, I appreciate you buying the planner. I mean, you're one of the guys I've learned from, and how to get so much accomplished. So, I'm. Mean, it's like, eh, maybe he's just being kind and doing the right thing here. But um, the intentional living it seems like I'm just beating the same drum here intentional living with with your time with what's most important uh you're, you make a value statement like you are putting a dollar amount on your time on what is most important and it's not about chasing balance it's we don't know what balance is we live life out of balance but balance is so key to figure out because we balance our checkbook we balance our tires we balance our portfolio uh you fall over if things aren't in balance and so we've got to be better at balancing our time. And again, the only way to do that, intentional living. Well, one of the things we've talked about a couple of times on the side, <laughs> I have no idea what just happened behind me. Sorry. No. Um, the, if you're wondering what the, all the background noise is, we're recording in the middle of the JW Marriott here at uh, Tampa Waterfront. And there's a lot of traffic behind me. Sorry. For a, see, if we sound a little bit distracted, it's because there's a lot of activity going on. Actually, James, I'm really distracted at the extremely odd couple that just walked <laughs> past us where the gentleman appeared to be an older politician and the woman appeared to be a hooker. So, I mean, I have no problem telling you what was distracting <laughs> that, me. I didn't even see it. I, I Apparently, you're far more observant than I am. That so. is exactly what just walked by. <laughs> How did I miss this? Oh gosh, I'm going to keep my eyes on a swivel now. The uh, one of the things we talked about as far as as activity and discipline was the the concept of these activity qualifiers, where you have basically four things going on. And we're going to wrap up here in just a second uh, because we, as you said, we basically beat the horse. The 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 first filter is the terminate filter. Is this an activity that our office should be performing at all? 
should anyone in our team be doing this thing that we're uh, talking about doing? That's the first one. If it passes the first filter, then it moves to the second filter. Is this task, is this activity something that can easily be automated without a noticeable drop in quality? without the insured, the prospect, the client, perceiving that it is automated and having a problem. I think we can all agree a human being does not need to be sending a billing confirmation or some low-level repeatable nonsense like that. So second filter, automate. Third filter, and this is really what the crux is of what we're talking about here, is that delegate filter. Is, is it the action, the activity, something that the agency principal, that you and me, should be engaging in, or is it better suited for a member of our team? And only after the delegate function, or filter, I should say, is passed, then do we as the agency principals get to decide whether or not it's something that we should be doing it ourselves, which is the fourth filter. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I love the quote by Peter Drucker. There is nothing quite so useless as doing with great efficiency something that should not be done at all. Wow. That'll make you think. Dude, I love that. I'm going to remember that one. That's great. And, I mean, that's, again... So as we wrap this thing up, uh, producerdp.com slash 2022, uh, and they can go there. They can get the planner. Uh, they can see the videos that are pre-recorded. If somebody wants to engage with you for additional training, for additional coaching, uh, what else is available to them? Uh, look me up on social media all over the place, uh, but website, uh, producerdp.com, or you can also find me at brandonsmith.pro. That is such a cool web address. BrandonSmith.pro. I'm going to go out and get my own .pro email or uh, domain there. David, anything else you want to say here? I know you have so much experience in this topic of conversation. No, I think we're good, man. I think we hit it all. Awesome. He, hey. He's still shook about that uh, politician who walked by. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm so sorry I missed that. I bet it was entertaining. Well, I'm just going to file that away for later when he shows up on the news. Yeah. Ah. yeah. So this is the first time I've ever recorded where all three uh, hosts are dropping the same content. Uh, I, I think I fell back into host mode, so I'm sorry I'm dominating the question flow here, but uh, I, I think the content was solid, and I'm definitely going to go out and visit uh, producerdp.com slash 2022 and pick up a copy of that planner because I only have one producer in my office other than myself. Uh, I've, tell me, if I'm a producing agency principal, should I have my own planner? Yeah, you absolutely should. And you also should have in that planner for 2022, quit being an agency producing principal, right? You need to get out of the production game and get into the agency principal game. And we can do another episode on that. James. Wow. You can have control or you can have growth with your agency, but you can't have both. I don't know any better way to drop the bomb and end this episode. There you go, folks. Uh, cool. Well, that's uh, all three podcasts are now signing off, and I'm guessing everybody else is going to have their intros and outros and the same things we always do. So, uh, cool. Sh uh, signing off from uh, JW Marriott in Tampa. Y'all take care. Awesome. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Power Producers Podcast. You can follow Killing Commercial Insurance on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to take your game to the next level, next level, check out our book, The Extra Two Minutes. And our website, killingcommercial.com.